0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now, your host, Les Jensen.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations. Are you excited? You've won the prize. It turns out that you are sitting in the best seat in the house. You, the listener, are sitting in the best seat in the house. What's this price I've talked about? It's the human genome, the human persona, the human vehicle. Wow, we're in for a great show tonight. Tonight the topic is Bliss Brain, and it's the name of the of our guest. Dr. Dawson Church's latest book, Bliss Brain. This is going to be an over-the-top episode. I'm so delighted you chose to join us. The subtitle of the book is The Neuroscience of Remodeling Your Brain for Resilience, Creativity, and Joy. How many buckets of creativity, how many buckets of joy would feel good for your life? It turns out this human genome, this human persona, is really quite a remarkable opportunity for experience. We've talked many times about how we are a soul personified in a in a human vessel, in a human vehicle, if you will. We're a we're a multi-dimensional, non-local. consciousness shoehorned into this physical persona. Well, it turns out the physical persona is quite programmable, quite um, responsive to the intention and intention of the consciousness of our soul. And if we just I, I can appreciate that it can be a, an anxious feeling when you start to learn about just how powerful you are as a human persona. I mean, damn. I mean, we've had this show now for over a decade, and we've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people, and the, the premise of the show is the power of the human persona. Um, we've had some very, very compelling episodes and tonight will be no different. You are sitting in the best seat in the house period in the story. Don't don't think that when you observe somebody else on the planet that they have some kind of vantage point that you don't have. Don't think that when you observe somebody experiencing joy and and euphoria and and passion and excitement that that is somehow not available to you. It's just not true. I think as the research for what's possible from a, a single human persona, it's it's really showing us that this human genome, this human vehicle is, is really untethered. I mean, Jesus, not... Uh, Jesus performed miracles and said, come on now, come on, come on, you're going to have your turn here. We should have miracle schools. We should have um, the ability to to master the, the really infinite potential of the human genome, of the human persona. And tonight is tonight. Tonight, uh, boy, tonight's going to be a delight. I think we should get to it because I'm sure we're going to run out of time. I'm holding his book in my hand. The topic of the show is the name of the book, Bliss Brain, The Neuroscience of Remodeling Your Brain for Resilience, Creativity, and Joy. And our guest tonight is Dr. Dawson Church. How quickly can you remodel your brain for joy? Stunning new research shows that the flow states begin changing your brain within hours. With practice, they remodel key brain regions completely. Stress circuits shrink. Now who who didn't get stress over the last year and a half? Well the happiness circuits grow. You're literally reprogramming your biology. To, This leads to bliss brain. It's a state in which joy is natural. It nurtures the personality traits of patience, compassion, creativity, and love. Dr. Dawson Church, PhD, is an award-winning science writer with three best-selling books to his credit. The Genie in Your Genes was the first book to demonstrate that emotions drive Gene Expression, we had him on the show for that book. His next book, Mind to Matter, showed that the brain creates much of what we think of as objective reality. We had him on the show for that book. And tonight, brain demonstrates that peak mental states rapidly remodel the brain for happiness. Happiness has no condition of its own. If you bring conditions in your search for happiness, it'll be more elusive. You can, you can remodel your brain for happiness. Dawson found, founded the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare to promote groundbreaking new treatments. Its Veterans stress project, has offered free treatment to over 20,000 veterans with PTSD over the past decade. Dawson shares how to apply these health and performance breakthroughs through EFT Universe. Found it, you can find that at EFTUniverse.com, one of the largest alternative medicine web, websites on the internet, join me in welcoming Dr. Dawson Church to the show tonight
0: welcome, Les. Welcome what a wonderful introduction. Show. Thank you so much and If we have half as much fun on the air as we were having before the show began, I know everyone 's going to have a fabulous time. so thank you
1: well i got to tell you i 've been watching you from the from the back seat, and you 've kind of really pulled out the The stops with this book. You're not giving us any place to hide. You're showing us that all the tools that we need to re-sculpture our our human experience are hardwired in our psyche. What what brought you to write this particular book? I mean, did, did you come into new information that you had to share or did your personal experience of your own life
0: change? both of those things, science has been giving us new insights into how we change. So when I wrote The Genie in Your Genes, I began writing it in 2004, 2005, and back then I was arguing that our brains are shaped by 400 million years of evolution and they're shaped to be incredibly responsive to survival and to threats because the only way our ancestors survived a hostile environment 100,000 years ago, 500,000 years ago, was by noticing every single thing wrong around them. And so our brains were shaped by the need to survive and a huge amount of our brain tissue is devoted to that, that objective. And so you've been honed by evolution for generations to be really focused on what's wrong, what's bad, and it's called the brain's negativity bias. And I, I argued in Gene Your Genes that that's just the brain we have, that's the way our ancestors have been evolving for a long time, it's the result of thousands of generations of natural selection, and that's just the best we can do. We know we have this what I call caveman brain, and we just have to do the best we can with caveman brain. What's happened in the fifteen years since is this explosion of research showing that, first of all, that we can change our brains. And initially we thought, well we can change our brains in a little bit. But every new month, every new breakthrough shows that we aren't changing our brains in a little bit. We are changing at least parts of our brains a lot. And what we can do is literally take that caveman brain and over time change its circuits, change the craving circuits, the circuit that makes us crave certain things. We can change that, change the reactive emotional circuit. We can literally, that, that circuit starts to shrink in people who are using the advanced techniques in this brain. And so after a while, there is, is brain remodeling in a number of regions. And what I predict will happen is that we will, As we keep on mapping this in science, we will show that there are changes happening, not in just a few few brain regions, but brain-wide. We can literally create a different brain inside our skull by our thoughts, by our consciousness, and it's happening in real time. That that was such amazing news, I had to... (laughs) (laughs) Shout it from the the mountaintops, Les, because I I got so excited about this idea and what the science is showing us.
1: Well, you know, so imagine, I'm just daydreaming now. Don't think linearly. So imagine the only model Western uh, medicine or Western academics had to research was the caterpillar, period, a caterpillar. (laughs) And within that caterpillar's, there's a butterfly, and and that's such a stark uh, mechanical difference in in what can be. But if we're only looking at caterpillar genes, how likely is it that we could discover the notion that there's a butterfly? The reason I say this is that I, I've scratched my head when when medicine says, well. 90% of uh DNA is junk DNA and they say 90% of our brain is not used. I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 time out." Those two kind of track each other. It do you think we're evolving into a new model or a new prototype of of what's already existing in our uh human genome?
0: We are and the the personal element you you asked about earlier for me was becoming happy myself. I I began life as a pretty unhappy human being. I remember being a teenager and I tell the story in Blitzbrain about being 15 years old. This is 50 years ago. I was 15 years old and I I remember this moment when I walked past a full-length mirror one day Stared at myself, and I was wearing these bell-bottom blue jeans, and had long hair, and carried a bag of books around my, around my shoulder at all times to read. And I looked at this 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 person in the mirror, 15 years old, and this thought popped into my head: Those are the most sad eyes. I've ever seen I just realized I was a mess I was a wreck and I needed to do something to 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 fix myself so I went and joined a spiritual order and lived in a spiritual community for many many years I studied psychology and so this began as my effort to extricate myself from my own, just, I was just suicidally depressed um, at that, that time in my life and for many years before and for many years afterwards. And spirituality helped a little bit. Psychology helped a little bit. I learned to meditate. I learned the, the perennial philosophy. But I never would have thought that not only would I eventually get happy, but I'd get super happy. And in fact, after Mind the Matter came out, it came out in... I actually finished the manuscript in um, the middle of 2017, and I I was reading about these advanced yogis who can literally shut down whole networks in their brain at will when they meditate. They meditate in certain highly specific ways. When they do that, these networks shut down. So I began to try that myself around 2015, 2016, and I found that I, I was really happy by then, but I found myself becoming super happy at, at that time and then October October of 2017 rolled round and on October 9th my house burned down in a California wildfire and my wife and I literally fled before the, the flames so we were suddenly just our lives were turned upside down we, we, we just we literally dashed out ran through the house grabbing stuff and and running to the car as the, the trees above us were exploding in, in, in flames a lot of our neighbors died a lot of people died 5,000 houses were destroyed that night including ours our office was destroyed we literally lost every single thing we had and so the, we the the next I mean we were we were traumatized along with everyone else but we were meditating we were tapping we were doing all of these things ourselves and so all around us, people were writing about in the newspaper and about talking about PTSD and about loss, about how would these people who'd lost everything in the fire survive. survive. And I was meditating. We, my wife and I were both meditating every day. Right after the fire, we, we, we meditated. We, we tapped. We did all these these things I talked about in Mind to Matter. And so in that year, Les, it was, it was not a good year in terms of material stuff. Uh, we, we lost all our money. In fact, we, we had to drain all of our retirement savings accounts because our business totally crashed along with losing everything. And, and I, had, I, had, I had an operation as well. So medically, I wasn't in good shape. Financially, I wound up the following year $300,000 in debt. We'd lost everything we owned. And as I would meditate every morning and let go of what I call local mind, and I, I talk in my books about letting go of local mind our local self and these Tibetan monks who we study with these MRIs They literally that part of the brain is called the mid prefrontal cortex Just shuts down and then they're one with the non-local universe non-local mind So I was doing this every morning and this is right after the fire after losing my retirement savings i losing so much And I was sitting there and I was in total weeping speechless bliss I was an absolute bliss and I thought I just got a chance with people so part of the neuroscience about of, of, of how you attain these states part of it was was finding that that you're unshakable you are so resilient when you find those states because you've you've literally spent Time previous to the, those experiences, you've just rewired your brain. So that was the big, the big personal things, and so yeah, we are changing genes, we're changing brain states. And I was, I was so wrong about in Genie in your genes saying that um, you, you're, you know, you, you have these genes for survival, those those cortisol genes, those adrenaline genes, will always turn on. The new research is showing, Les, that when we're in these advanced brain states, we're turning those genes off. And when we turn them off, we start to remodel our brains, and those parts of the brains, our brains, then start to change, and we become incredibly resilient. We become so happy that I struggle with how to explain it to people. There are several pieces of research on this, but they show that people's level of of the the signature brainwaves of of joy of creativity, of integration. Those brain waves go up around sevenfold. So these people in these states are seven times happier than what we think of as happy people. These, These states of consciousness are attainable by anybody, but they are so far beyond what most people know. It's hard to explain to people who haven't had the experience that they even exist but now again, neuroscience shows they do exist. We are changing genes. When we do that, we are changing our brains, and the process is happening. That's the other mind-bending part of my new book, This Brain, is that in one study, doing those things, being in those states for, for 12 minutes a day, only 12 minutes a day, for eight weeks, was enough to kickstart the process of brain remodeling. So our brains are changing, and the changing fast
1: well you make a very important important point here in that I mean you're talking about your life falling apart in a very profound way and in, in that storm you're finding happiness and joy now it's quite common for people that start off on their spiritual path that they put the the reward out there, out in the future, out in the <laughs> and and even though you're going through all this this very intense uh, chaos in your life, in the middle of the storm, you're you're grounded. Your your you and I mean to to be able to feel that bliss in in the karmic tsunami so to speak is a very powerful thing what would you say to people that feel like they're they um perhaps have reached a plateau in their spiritual journey and and they're they're looking for a way to to reignite uh, another growth spurt uh, the,
0: the for the people who've maybe dabble in meditation, maybe have a meditation practice, but not experiencing that joy, I'd say look at the science. And the science just is c- clear. So just for example, what meditative practices work the best? And so that is a question with an objective answer. And I couldn't have told you before I looked into the research that in this brain I look at uh, over 400 studies, and they show that certain things Move the needle more than anything else. I'll give you one example: um, research into different styles of meditation. And again, in the Brain, I lay out seven styles of meditation. There are ones that have to do with verbal uh, activation, like chanting or saying the name of a deity, or um, or, or a, a verbal affirmation of some kind. Something to do with with, with movement, like qigong and and Tai Chi and yoga and walking meditation. Others are to do with um, letting go of thoughts. Uh, Some of them are to do with compassion. And so I looked at all the research and it showed one striking finding and that was that brain plasticity was maximized by compassion. When you do compassion, then that is the, that, if there's one thing that enhances positive neuroplasticity the most, it's compassion. So what you want to do is if you're a person who loves walking meditation or Tai Chi, add compassion to that. I actually rewrote my uh, my own basic method, eco-meditation, which I developed around 2008, 2009, to include compassion. And so whatever other things you're doing, Layer in compassion because that's one of the things that neuroscience shows has the most effects So don't abandon your meditation practice. Don't abandon the favorite things you do now that But add in compassion, and experiment, because there are always new things, and the brain responds to novelty. You just keep on doing the same process over and over and over again. After a while, it will become stale. You want to make sure you you mix it up, try different things at different times. And um, I'm now doing a new study on, on the characteristics of people who I and my colleagues call the finders. These are people who have gone from being seekers to being finders and what distinguishes them from people who just keep on seeking for, for their whole life, lifetimes. And one of those distinctive characteristics is they're willing to experiment. So for those who have a practice, who've been doing it perhaps for a long time, maybe are seeing benefits from it, but not what they like to see, the, the useful direction to go in is throw in some kind of new, new uh, element to your practice add compassion for example when you even say say you are feeling compassion right now and you feel a sense of love you feel a sense of oneness with the the universe dial it up make it bigger you can just sit there and decide hey i'm feeling this at a a five on a scale of zero to ten I'm going to make it a 10. <laughs> right. It will be crank up the emotion that cranks up gene expression, <laughs> cranks up hormones and neurotransmitters, and suddenly you'll propel yourself to a whole new level.
1: Oh boy, I love that. Well spoken. Well, now, um, in the book you talk about being woken up at, I think it was 1245 with the fire, and then you noticed, that pattern reoccurring in um in your future when when we think about like um vets that have been to war and whatnot, or yes. I mean j- just to make it more generic for the listener, wait a minute, I've had some pretty tough stuff in my life, and I just feel- fl- flat out worn out how um How can we change? the notion of our past when we're carrying so much heartache with
0: ourselves? Yes, so I teach two things primarily. Now, in in Mind to Matter, my previous book, I talk about 30 different practices that science shows are effective, things you can do that will help you in that movement from local to non-local mind. But the two I teach and regard as non-negotiable are EFT, emotional freedom techniques tapping, which is tapping on acupressure points, and meditation. And the reason those two are are non-negotiable, even if you do a bunch of the other ones as well, is that meditation can bring you to a profound altered state of consciousness. It puts you in flow from that flow state. If you enter, in some of the research in this brain, I show that if you enter that flow state in the morning for 30, 60 minutes. The effects perpetuate themselves in your brain and in your life for 48 hours after that. You get 48 hours of enhanced productivity in business, creativity in art and life, and problem-solving ability, and you get 48 hours benefit from that in your brain function from an hour of meditation. So it's powerful to be able to enter those, those altered states of, of productivity, creativity, and problem-solving ability, and feel much better than you did before. And if you're traumatized, it's really hard to get there because then you close your eyes, you try and meditate, you have all these demons from your past coming to haunt you, you can't focus, you have intrusive thoughts, And so I teach EFT, because EFT, based on over 100 clinical trials, is the most effective self-help method for letting go of depression, anxiety, and PTSD. And there are lots of other wonderful methods. I love EMDR. I think somatic experiencing is great. There are, uh, I think yoga therapy has good research behind it now, but EFT is just really practical you can do it yourself and so i recommend people learn eft and then take a course in releasing trauma so there are two different things you have to do here first of all you have to release trauma because otherwise you'll be sucked back into the dark side sucked back into suffering sucked back into re-traumatizing yourself as those intrusive thoughts memories flashbacks dreams nightmares all those things will keep on claiming your consciousness making it very hard for you to aspire to entering that state of oneness with non-local mind so you have to deal with the trauma. In fact, I'm not doing a new research project, it's a long way from publication, but what we are suspecting is that if people start that journey of higher consciousness, and they don't first go and get a good trauma treatment like EFT, what happens is they do hit those elevated states followed by the dark side of the soul. So trauma, unless healed, we believe now that trauma unless healed if you try to make the spiritual journey without that trauma healing you will at some point hit the dark night of the soul and maybe even have um, a really dark experience in, in, your, in your life as well. I mean, there all, the, all these scandals of these spiritual teachers who wind up sleeping with their students and embezzling money, and there's all, all this dark side, dark material in the spiritual journey that can come out unless you first go heal trauma. So there are two different pieces of the puzzle. And EFT, tapping, healing trauma, that's going into the basement, excavating all that old material from your past, healing it, and then being at the ground floor. Meditation is walking up the stairs and going up and ascending in consciousness. And so both of those are necessary.
1: Well now, for our new listeners, you're using terms tapping and EFT. Can you put some context to them to help bring value to this conversation?
0: EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, we've used this now with over 21,000 veterans over the last decade, and we've done six randomized controlled trials, and it's shown that in six one-hour sessions, EFT literally removes nightmares, intrusive thoughts, flashbacks, hypervigilance, all these symptoms of PTSD. And EFT is simply tapping with your fingertips On acupuncture points while you process disturbing memories and thoughts so you're worried about something or you've had a bad experience or you've had uh, a, a trauma producing event with EFT you focus on that and while you're focused on that you tap and what research shows is that when you think about a disturbing memory or event your emotional brain the emotional part of your brain especially the limbic system lights up so in mri scans if people are told to think about a triggering event their emotional system network will light up after eft after five ten sessions of eft they think about the same traumatizing event and the 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 emotional system doesn't light up anymore like one young veteran i worked with he uh, served several tours of duty in iraq and his first tour of duty One of his very first experiences there, he was a medic, and just a few days after he got there, one of his friends was killed. And he had, as a medic, he had this job of taking his friend's uniform and cleaning it so it could be sent back to his, his family among his personal effects back in the US. And so he described this experience of cleaning the uniform and the blood and body tissues on the uniform and after being out in the 110 degree iraqi sun for a few days it smelled terrible it smelled so bad he had to literally do a little bit of cleaning then run out of the medic's hut take a big gulp of fresh air hyperventilate hold his breath run in and try and clean out some more and then run out again for more air it was so bad so i tapped with him on this terrible terrible memory i mean he was His friend had been killed, and there he was having to clean the uniform, and the the smell was so bad. And we tapped on that, that experience, and he was a 10 out of 10 for emotional triggering on the experience at the beginning. By the end of it, he was down to a zero. I ran into him three months later. He was still at a zero around the experience. And he then said, I'm so glad I was the one who got to clean the uniform and to take care of his his possessions so he could go back to his family. And he totally reframed the experience from an experience of tragedy to one of love for his friend and his family. So that's EFT. We have thousands of these stories on EFT universe of people dealing, dealing, dealing with pain, anxiety, depression, trauma, phobias, all kinds of problems. And EFT very quickly reduces all the emotional triggering even though we can't change the past.
1: Wow, very nice. Well, now, for so many people, when they're when they're on their spiritual journey, like you say, it, it is very important to go clean out the basement, to clean out the junk in the trunk, so to speak. But if mm, we yes. use the metaphor of a bicycle. Cleaning out the basement's like fixing the bicycle. At the beginning of the show I talked about the human genome, this this human vehicle or vessel. So there's fixing the bike, in other words, healing our past. And then there's riding a bike, which is the the art of manifestation or creation or life experience. And those are quite different. Now you've We've had you on the show several times. It's quite clear you've made some leaps and bounds within your own psyche, so to speak. How is the the quote riding a bike for you um, as far as how has has living your life changed as you've you've worked on yourself?
0: Yes, a good question, and you do change, and sometimes you change fully some cha- times you change fast, Sometimes you change in startling ways. And I began to map out these stages now, and I'm, I'm working with a group of actually neuroscientists and, and mystics to actually map these stages. And what we're finding is that, well, I'll just hark back to my earlier mention of, of starting to learn the perennial philosophy and meditate at the age of 15 on a, on a spiritual community. And so I'd read the poetry of Rumi, or Hafiz, or St. Teresa of Avila, and you read about these people having these ecstatic experiences, so ecstatic that they often use the metaphor of orgasm, or marriage, or sex, or... Or, or human love because the I mean you read Rumi and this guy is so passionate he's just consumed he's more consumed with with love for his beloved than most human lovers are I mean this guy is wild with passion and you read you know St. Catherine of Siena where, where do these people get that kind of passion and so what we're realizing as we're mapping these stages is that it's possible to move to these extraordinary mental states. And so what I'm noticing in myself, what I'm mapping in other people, what we're looking at in terms of brain development is how do you get to that state? For example, this this brain wave that we measure is, is gamma. And that's the brain wave that goes up sevenfold in these mystics. So we, we stick a modern-day Rumi or Hafiz into an MRI scanner, and <laughs> and just, uh, just uh, conjuring, sticking St. Catherine or St. Francis of Assisi into a scanner, but we, we, we find their modern-day equivalents in, in, in modest means and we, we, we have them be, be members of our research projects, and... Um, so we actually are measuring their brains, and their brains are doing extraordinary things. And then, because we then know which brain regions are active, we then put Joe, Joe Blow into the scanner and say, okay, now I want you to do this, and we see if that makes a difference. Maybe it does maybe it doesn't. We then stick Joe Blow in the scanner again and say, okay, do the second thing. Let's try that. So we're, we've been experimenting now for, we, by, by we I mean neuroscientists, for the last 20 years on doing this, And we we now find we can bring people to these these extraordinary states in a really short time. And one of my studies will get published uh, in in about a year from now. But this study, I talk about this in Boost Brain. We put people in a scanner. It was a randomized controlled trial. And we had them do my meditation before and after this this period of, of, of a month. So we measured them before and after a month doing this meditation. And we measured them against a control group doing mindful breathing. And we looked at their brains before and after. And most of these people weren't roomies, weren't St. Catharines. They were just people off the street. And we found, to our amazement, after just one month of doing this meditation, 22 minutes a day, that the same kinds of changes happened in their brains. That part of the brain that governs self-reflection, self-talk, worry, stress, looking what's wrong in the world, that part of the brain just shut down. And the part that has to do with compassion its called the insula. The insula just lit up in our group practicing the meditation. So now we're able to actually train people into these advanced mental states and spiritual states really, really quickly. So it's happening for me. something happening for others. And now we're working on a, a really practical training program to show people how to do this in their own daily lives.
1: Well, that's what I really like about your book, uh, Bliss Brain. If if you sit down to meditate for the first time, or you sit down on your spiritual journey for the first time, it can seem kind of daunting if you if you yes. haven't had any skin in the game or any accomplishment. And what you're doing, I mean, just just what you just shared with us, you're really collapsing the timeline, if you will, and it, it's got kind of to have an impact. Um, when we have an expectation in our consciousness of a particular outcome like you just shared that the ability to reach these states of consciousness doesn't have to be a lifetime journey. It can happen in a relatively short period of time. Right. The more you clarify, like you have so brilliantly in your wonderful book, Bliss Brain, that... um, put some skin in the game and, and engage this uh, I, I would recommend your book to anyone to because I mean just for myself watching you come back on our show over and over again it's quite clear to me You've, you're expanding your consciousness you're expanding your experience and it seems like it's on this logarithmic expansion
0: trajectory <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we can really shift quickly. The old way was to go to a monastery, take vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, spend 10,000 hours in meditation, follow the rule of the teaching masters, maybe after 10, 15 years, you're now, uh, you, if you finish being a novice, you get to be an adept, you then go on an advanced training course, another 10, 15 years, maybe another 20,000 hours, and then, then you're, you're an initiate, and then you start to get someone in your, in your spiritual quest. But that's a really long journey, and in fact, in, um, in, in, in Sufism and Buddhism, it's called the long path. What we're now able to do with neuroscience is we're able to observe these long path practitioners, and we're able to Help design a short path that gets you there right away. Modern men and women don't have the, the the luxury of taking 30 years out of their life to go to a monastery and and practice attaining these states. And, and the amazing thing is, we we don't have to. We now know from this research, we we can do it in in, in 28 days. 22 minutes a day so uh, that's the exciting phenomenon here is that it's possible it's trainable and the neuroscience is showing us as how and so I, I, I did practice on myself first you know I'm, I'm usually my first experimental subject I'll, I'll practice a method I'll read up on the science behind it and um, science then guides me into experiencing something and and helping Clarify the state. Then I'll blab. I love talking to, to neuroscientists, to mystics. I have several friends who are remarkable spiritual masters. I'll say, "Hey, what about this? What about that? What about the next thing?" I'm seeing these weird changes happening in, in vision. Like, for example, we, we're seeing now that that people who are on these mystical journeys, their their way of seeing things, their way of perceiving colors and light, starts to change. Things that bothered you, just a few months ago, a few weeks ago, a few years ago, just don 't bother me anymore so you 're you're, you're there, and your boss is saying that infuriating thing, or your your teenage kid is doing this thing that that just really used to trigger you, and you 're just sitting there full of love and unconditional love for them, so you 're living in a state of, of bliss and joy. And then, you know, your house burns burns down and you have to have an operation, you lose all your money. It's not like you're you're like Mr. Spock. I mean, I'm not like um, indifferent to the suffering in the world. In fact, I'm more determined than ever to do something about the suffering in the world. So, um, you know, like like with the pandemic, we discovered that, uh, just accidentally we discovered that when people do tapping, their immune antibodies, the ones that actually neutralize COVID, viruses it, they doubled in a week it was amazing they they went on a week-long intensive and their their virus their ability to 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 neutralize these virus these protein spikes that these coronaviruses have that the, that molecule increased by 113% in one week. So we we found that in one piece of research a few years back. Meditation in a weekend was able to raise their immune system by 37%. So we began to to offer that. So we're doing practical stuff about the problems in the world, like the pandemic, but you're doing it from the state of bliss, ecstasy, and and oneness with, with the universe. So you find yourself guided, Les. I mean, we never even we just kind of accidentally did that threw in an extra measure for that immune response when we're doing another study and then when when the pandemic hit we realized oh my goodness we would got two clinical trials published in peer-reviewed medical journals which show how people could raise their immune system so um, life just begins to unfold that way and you just trust and move with it however it seems to be whatever seems seems to be pleasing to you, like things are working out well. You have a fire and you lose a lot, and you're just in this state of love and joy, regardless. And that's when you become unshakable.
1: I, I like how you shared the um, the old model of the monk and and putting your whole life on hold and spending decades. <laughs> what you're talking about doing is no matter. Pretty much no matter what lifestyle we're living, no matter how, quote, busy we are, unquote, um, you're really presenting tools that that allow us to to reach those states while we're in the game, so to speak, while we're in our busy lives. It's like... uh, the old narrative of, quote, how it's done has been shattered, and and you're bringing that really um, into the possibility of, of every dynamic of our human
0: experience. Not only that, but that study I mentioned earlier showing that people gain 48 hours of enhanced abilities from doing this. In one study done by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, they found that people entering these states, these mental states, had a 500%, a fivefold increase in their ability to solve complicated problems. Not simple problems like whether to choose tea or coffee, but difficult problems like well, how, how to invest, how to uh, manage interpersonal relationships, all the really difficult problems of life Their ability to handle these problems went up by 500% and their creativity more than doubled. So if you are a busy person, you can't afford not to meditate because the payoff in terms of creativity, in terms of productivity, in terms of problem-solving ability is so enormous, you, you know that that's where your success comes from. So the busier you are, the more essential it is to meditate.
1: Very nice. Well, so what's next for you? What's coming down
0: the pike? Well, uh, I'm busy training people. We have a big training program for EFT, and I just love to see people learning how to become practitioners. We're also moving it into uh a, a, a an app app-based platform I like seems to become more, more and more accessible to people eft is growing by leaps and bounds so that's that's one one thing i just enjoy doing i enjoy training people both meditation and eft but also now we're studying people who are on this kind of journey in consciousness of releasing their worry releasing the past and moving into these elevated states and we're mapping things like what happens to their abilities in business, what happens to their happiness levels, and their happiness levels go up a lot, what happens to them in terms of their sense of oneness for the universe. And, of course, that increases too. But we're, we're doing some studies now to, to measure people doing this. And so for me, in the next like couple of years, I, I have a small group of, 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 of volunteers going through these, these these processes now and i'd like to move into making this available in a much bigger way so i have a program coming out from mind valley next year called mystic brain and it takes the best selling program called super brain from jim quick and it takes the next level to developing the brain of a mystic so that's um that's the next next thing for me and that's what i i I know as (laughs) <laughs> Who knows what the universe has in store past that point? So, that's the short term.
1: Well, that, that's really beautiful. Now we're getting towards the end of the show. I wanna, I wanna take what we're talking about and uh, with our imagination project an idea of the future. So, imagine mm-hmm. if, if the 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 notion of humanity was a much smaller context to make it manageable in our imagination and everyone in the the human um... gene pool were to tap this this inherent part of our of our consciousness of our um... persona what would the future look like to you if all of humanity were to fully awaken um, their bliss brain?
0: Only a small percentage have to awaken for it to change the whole trajectory of human history because this 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 has not been grasped by science yet, but for four billion years on planet Earth, we've had life advancing by means of natural selection and the usual processes of evolution genetic mutation natural selection they've gradually been changing species and we've seen this process going on for a long time but very very slowly now one species homo sapiens sapiens has developed the superpower to change the anatomy of their own brains and do it within a lifetime. In fact, to do it within a few weeks, the change starts. Do it for a few years, you have a radically different brain. So now we have one species that can change their gene expression. I mean, if I just think a negative thought, I'm turning on the genes that code for cortisol. I'm changing my gene expression with one negative thought, I have one positive thought, I downregulate those genes. I'm changing my genes, but over time I'm changing the structure, the anatomy of my brain, and no species has ever had that ability in all of our four billion years of the evolutionary past of the Earth. This is going to change society dramatically in the next while. We're going to see huge Mm -hmm. drops. We're going to solve the problems of depression, anxiety, and PTSD in the next decade, as surely as we solve the problems of cholera, And typhoid and dysentery and polio and other diseases a century ago so we will do that we will continue with the process of brain change we will see many people starting to use these practices meditation was 1% of the population in 1980 was 4% in 2004 is now over 15% we're on a straight-up trajectory of people learning these tools and applying them similar process for EFT about 10 years behind. This is going to radically change the entire history and future of the planet.
1: Wow, very nice. Beautiful. Hey, um, now, now it's time to put the, the spotlight on you and, and what you have, uh, the modalities and, and resources that you provide. Can you share with our audience how they can find your book, what um, opportunities you provide. Give us a whole picture.
0: Sure, well, yeah, I do a lot of practical things. So if you're a veteran, you can go to the Veteran Stress Project and get free treatment, and that website is stressproject.org. And so if you know a veteran who's suffering, if you are a veteran, just go there. We will take care of you. We will take care of you with so much love, care, compassion, and we'll show you the research that shows you can get over PTSD, and that's the stress, stressproject.org. So that's, that's number one. If you feel you'd like to know more about EFT, you can check out the website. But the easiest way of checking out the EFT website is by getting that immunity meditation because you also get the free EFT mini-manual showing you how to use EFT yourself. And both that Immunity Meditation and also the mini-manual are at the website tappinggift.com. And once you go to tappinggift.com, you'll get access to all of our courses. We have lots of online courses. Many of them are free. A lot of them are inexpensive. Uh, If you want to get certified, you can get certified as a practitioner there. We have a new class starting in a few months. And and so all the riches of EFT are available through tappinggift.com, including free meditation tracks. And then the last place to go is if you want to get a copy of Blissbrain, I'm just so grateful to Hay House, the publisher, because they gave us a whole printing of 5,000 books at cost, which we're making available free of charge at blissbrain.com. You pay shipping and handling but you get the actual book itself free. You also get eight free meditations at blissbrain.com. So get the book there. And if you want to be, also, if you've read the book and you like the book and you know my work already, please do leave me a review. Leave a review because that really helps get, let other people know that this work is valuable. So leaving reviews is, is really super helpful. But just, just to get the book for the first time, it's at blissbrain.com.
1: Wow. Well, I have to tell you, I've been uh, very impressed by this book, Liz Brain. You've the 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 book itself is is such a compelling read. There's uh, it's very visual. There's there's so many examples, and you you take so much information, and and yet. It doesn't feel like a burden to ingest it. You've made it uh, a very um, easy book to to hold and read, and yet there's so much information there. I want to really applaud you with what you've created with this book. I, I certainly recommend it to our audience. and. So time has flown pretty fast. Uh, do you have <laughs> it has as it is Wow <laughs> so, so do you have any closing uh, thoughts for our audience?
0: Love yourself, take care of yourself. Care about yourself enough to establish that meditation practice right away. Those meditation tracks I give you on blissbrain.com, they're only 15 minutes long. And you do that, start that practice tomorrow, do that every day, and you will quickly see all kinds of, of things in your life changing. So love yourself, care about yourself, believe in your potential. Your brain can grow. Your brain is growing with every thought. Be In charge of the process be an agent of your own genetic and neurological change you can change dramatically you can go from being where you are today to being seven (laughs) seven times happier believe it or not that's what neuroscience shows and so love yourself enough to embark on that journey do it and see all the the benefits it brings in other parts of your life
1: very nice well Damn, what a wonderful <laughs> episode. I, I knew it was oh. going to be a, a wham-bam, thank you, thank you, man, so, kind of show, and it certainly has proven to be just that. I want to thank Double you dab. for being our guest. <laughs> thank you so much for being our guest tonight. I really appreciate it.
0: This is a joy. Thanks again for having me.
1: We've been talking with Dr. Dawson Church about his latest book, Bliss Brain. What a book! What a guy! Um, I, you know, there's there's something that just kind of sticks out with um, Dr. Dawson Church, and that's his his perhaps insatiable curiosity about maybe what makes a difference where's the pivot point where's the fulcrum in our ability to change our own lives like I said at the beginning of the show you're sitting in the best seat in the house you might look at your past and say well look at this and look at that it's like you're standing in the back of a boat pointing at the wake of the boat see what happened to me see what happened to me you're pointing to the past. But what tonight's episode has made really quite evident is that we can heal our past. We can fix the bicycle. We can learn how to ride. We can move forward. We can turn around and look to the future. And, and we have the tools. We have the tools to make the changes in how we experience our own life if you long for heaven or you feel like you've been living in hell in either case you're going to experience it in your consciousness, in your persona you have the best in the house because you have the potential for heaven and with fierce fierce free will we also have the potential for hell and. Certainly in the collective consciousness, we've dragged ourselves through the weeds, so to speak. But it's quite clear that our past doesn't have to have any dominion whatsoever about our future, no matter what. So celebrate your life. Celebrate your physical body, no matter, no matter what condition it's in. You're going to experience life in your consciousness. Your consciousness is the vehicle of experience. The actual vehicle, the actual vessel, the physical persona it does not dictate anything about what's possible for you. You can transcend any, any situation or condition. It's my passion it's my pleasure to bring you opportunities just like this show tonight to help you grow in order for you to fully occupy the the divine potential of your persona is to learn about your your sovereignty your dominion and uh, and you You, by your very existence, belong right where you are. So you don't need anybody's permission. You're already vetted. You're already authorized to live the life that you would love. I want to thank you for joining me tonight. I'm Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Until next time.
0: This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.